It's been a while since I wrote something like this. But with this week being two years since Ben and Callum were drawn together, I thought I'd take a good look at that build-up because it really was pivotal for them and certain scenes were really important in establishing Ben and Callum as two people who would be drawn to each other. When you look back on that whole week, everything that happened between I Smell Queer and the park scene, it feels like real care was taken in bringing the two of them from relative strangers to a place where they found they had more in common than just sexuality. Between their meet cute and I smell queer, interaction between them was limited but still worth talking about. Neither really noticed the other, until Callum started to do things that intrigued Ben. He spots Callum hitting his leg on a bottle and it gives him pause. What's interesting is that he doesn't do anything about that revelation, until a few days later when Callum apologizes to Ben for messing with Paul's headband. Ben getting an apology, especially one so sincere, isn't something that happens to him very often. It makes Ben notice Callum, and I think it makes him want to let Callum know that he's noticed him, so he teases that he knows about his little bottle incident. Fast forward to the van incident, Ben needing to get rid of his dodgy fleet on Phil's orders and targeting Callum after he overhears some tension between Callum and Whitney over Stewart, who was still a volatile, mostly dislikable character at this stage. And it's funny because the tension comes from Callum refusing to write his brother off, even after the terrible things he'd done to Callum and the Carters months prior, which is the reason they aren't on good terms at this stage. Ben spots an opportunity to get rid of the van under the guise of helping Callum make it up to Whitney, via the issue of transport for her stock, which he'd noticed was another point of contention. So Ben has his first real conversation with Callum in the cafe, just after Whitney catches Callum trying to contact Stuart. He uses the situation with Stuart to align himself with Callum and make out like Whitney is someone who won't get Callum's relationship with Stuart, and she won't put up with a volatile relative if she doesn't have two, like Ben and Callum have. The common ground Ben and Callum have is starting to be established in this scene. Ben's only trying to flog a van, but in doing that has identified something he has in common with Callum, family who kick off and cause damage. He's got Phil, and Callum's got Stuart. And it means Callum believes Ben when he says that he needs to show Whitney that he's with her and not Stuart. And cut to Callum checking out the van in question, with a line from Ben about possibly losing Whitney if he doesn't buy it, which is how he gets Callum to shake on it. This brings up a fear of losing Whitney even before we know what's really going on with Callum, as if he thinks he's not enough. When Ben reveals later during the transaction that he saw Callum hitting himself with a bottle, Callum panics, but Ben assures him his secret's safe with him. And sure enough it was, though he soon learned that Callum was hiding an even bigger one, just as he was goading him with the secret he already knew. Yes, that scene. Ben pushes Callum to the limit with his teasing, which comes right off the back of Ben admitting that Callum's not going to get his money back for the van which was supposed to stop him from losing Whitney. It's an anger in Callum that Ben's never seen before, and that we as an audience had never seen, at least not to this extent. It's extreme gay panic. And Ben enjoys knowing he's made Callum snap, until he realizes that Callum's not threatening him as one would normally do when they've pinned you against a door in anger. The proximity to Ben does something to Callum, a feeling of this is what it's like to be pressed up against another man with the anger already serving to get his blood pumping, and now it's rushing somewhere else. And Ben, I'm sure, was all ready to use his sexuality as a weapon, which is something he tends to do when confronting straight men, the goal to make them as uncomfortable as possible. You can see the smug look on his face as he thinks it'll do the trick, but then he notices the look on Callum's face change and that smile drops right off in shock. This moment between them goes on for so long that Callum can't possibly deny that it happened, though he still tries. 
It's interesting that neither of them close the gap as well during this time, I don't think they've reached that point yet. This is about Callum's facade dropping and then being frozen with it, and Ben making sure he's got it right, testing Callum's responses to him leaning in and breathing heavily. And far from making Callum uncomfortable like it should have done, it keeps him there, his eyes following Ben super closely. In that moment every single thing he's used to suppress those urges went out the window. That is until Ben whispers the word queer, and Callum's stumbling backwards as if he's come back to earth, a tear forming the instant he's realized that someone else has noticed him in a way he was hoping no one ever would. It devastates him, really. And it causes him to shut down against Ben's attempts to address the issue. Ben shifts his approach when his attempt to point out the similarities between them results in Callum denying it, denying that they have anything in common. This attempt to distance himself from Ben makes Ben want to goad him into the same reaction as before, to prove that Callum's lying as well as to hide his own hurt. And the way Callum is denying it so fully shows just how far in that closet he is. He's not just trying to convince Ben, he's trying to convince himself as well. And he does snap again, with Ben teasing him about the army and how popular he must have been, except it manifests into violence as he wants Ben to shut up, terrified of getting too close again so lashes out a different way. But once he does that, it gets Ben laughing because he knows Callum's just shown his hand and lost control. So although it all goes to pot, there's another string tying them together, a shared experience of being in the closet and terrified to come out. Ben spends the next episode winding Callum up, as Callum fights through his confusing feelings. He is hyper-aware of Ben's movements, with a fear of being outed taking up his headspace. They wind up in each other's orbit several times as Ben seeks him out to tease him, Callum letting go of the money issue as if he thinks it might buy Ben's silence, and Callum later seeks him out to ensure he doesn't say anything to anyone. There is an unconscious attraction there, it's just that neither of them really know it's there, or if they do they don't want to acknowledge it. Ben shows off his sexuality in front of Whitney and Callum, and Callum pushes for a flat warming party so he can show as many people as possible that he's with Whitney, and happy. When Callum sits with the elderly couple who are looking at their funeral arrangements, he's told to find a woman who he can have a laugh with and share the ups and downs, so he pushes for that with Whitney. As he'll go on to say a few months later, if he doesn't fit with Whitney then he feels like he doesn't fit anywhere. He thinks Whitney is the best he's going to get so he tries to double down on that. And when he learns that Ben's invited everyone to the opening of the Prince Albert, he takes it as a personal attack, an attempt to thwart his plans to pretend the day before didn't happen. It shakes him and he storms off to the Vic for a whiskey. He feels like Ben is taking up space in his head almost effortlessly, and he's angry at himself for it. And when Shirley prompts him for a solution to Ollie's bullies, he surprises her by his response, which isn't a suggestion to sing Kumbaya like she sarcastically predicted he'd say, but to hit them back, wipe them out. He's clearly thinking about Ben and how it feels like there's no talking to him, not that he's tried that, because he's just too terrified of what that might lead to, so if Ben won't keep his mouth shut of his own accord, Callum feels he'll have to make him. With that little liquid courage down him, he goes round to see Ben at the car lot to warn him off interacting with him in any way. It just gives away the fact that Callum's been thinking about him all day, and Ben knows it. He ignores Callum's demands and instead picks up on the fact that Callum referred to the Prince Albert as a cheap bar, to think he'd be having his big gay wedding reception there two years later, Ben can see the extent of Callum's denial, refusing to acknowledge it even to Ben, who saw it unmistakably the day before. Not even able to say the word gay. And Ben gets it, because he's been there. He lets Callum know that, 
as well as the reason why he had been in denial, his family. Well, his dad. And at this stage we don't know it yet but Callum does, it's the same for him. His fear of coming out also started with his dad. Ben approaches him, and there's a beat as if he's waiting for Callum to recoil from him, but Callum doesn't move. He wants to know what Ben has to say, because despite his protests, he's starting to see that they are alike. And Ben informs him that the harder he tries to pretend what he's feeling isn't there, the worse it will get. And I'm sure Callum's already spent a long time pretending. Ben tells him it's always in his head and all over his face, bit like himself. I think there's a bit of a double meaning in that, he's telling Callum he experienced the same thing, but I think he also might be letting Callum know that he knows he's in Callum's head. And how can he not know, really, with Callum storming into his workplace and protesting way too much? Desperate, Callum calls on Stuart to sort Ben out for him dash wipe him out, as he said earlier. As Stuart even points out, it's a sign of how desperate he is to get Ben out of his head and for all of this to go away. And really, in doing that he's revealed yet another thing in common with Ben, a sort of like-minded thinking that involves removing the problem, not working through it. And now, we move on to the flat warming episode, an important episode that had Callum seeing Ben vulnerable for the first time. In the lead-up to it, Callum learns Ben might turn up to the party and it drives him to distraction. He's also confronted with Stuart, who wants to know more details about this mystery guy Callum wants him to sort out for him. Not sure Callum's thought it through, what he's going to say to Stuart, and doesn't have to when Whitney interrupts their conversation. But Callum ends up inviting Stuart to the party on a whim. Why, I'm not too sure. Buttering him up for the moment he has to tell him about getting rid of Ben? Or is it because he knows there's a chance Ben will also be at the party and he can hide behind Stuart if needs be? It's clear that at the party, Ben is all Callum can think about, waiting for him to walk through the door, hoping he won't, but deep down maybe, hoping he will. When Jay and Ruby turn up without Ben, Callum can't resist asking Ruby why Ben isn't with them, as casually as he can manage. Even hearing that he's had a match online and isn't planning on coming doesn't reassure Callum with the constant worried glances at the entryway continuing. He's right to be worried though, as just when he might have let his guard down, distracted by the toilet issues they're having, Ben arrives, greeting Jay with a hug and a bottle of vodka in his hand. Callum tries to avert his eyes but he can't, as Ben looks right back. And when he turns away, Callum watches him go, a loose cannon that's suddenly in his front room. Later on in the party, when Whitney informs him that Ben's in the spare room saying weird things, Callum obviously panics that Ben's drunkenly spilling the beans about him and he abandons the beer he was about to open it in order to go and tell Ben to leave. He begs him to, really. But Ben barely acknowledges him, because he's in his own head and his own memories. It's a new side to Ben, this scene, or new to Callum anyway. For us at home, it's a reminder that Ben isn't just an antagonistic, heartless monster, he's vulnerable, and that side of him is still there despite all the bravado he's shown since returning. He's lying on the bed, clutching the pillow in a very childlike way as he talks about Paul, his boyfriend who lived in that very flat, slept in that very room. It's here that Callum learns a lot about Ben, his capacity for love, how lonely he felt before Paul and how he got swept away in it despite fighting so hard not to. I'm not sure if Callum really believed before that Ben knew how he was feeling, but this scene showed him that he does he knows it very well. And Callum's enthralled, and even though he feels a little awkward, it takes him a while to leave. Because I think he wants to be around this Ben, a Ben who isn't out to antagonize him and who vows not to out Callum because he knows how it feels. And speaking of outing him, 
by saying that, he's ignoring Callum's continued insistence that he's not like that and Callum doesn't correct him either. There's a lack of pretense from both of them here. And then later, after Callum sent Stuart packing, realizing that he doesn't want him to sort Ben out after what he's just heard, they find themselves with their arms round each other, locking eyes in the middle of a crowded living room and unable to look away for a good few seconds. This is one of the most talked about moments of their story because of the way it feels like a shift, like they're seeing each other for the first time. And the framing of it too, with the fairy lights blurred in the foreground, deliberately presenting it as a magical moment. Monumental. In the first of a double bill on Thursday 6th June, it's the morning after, and Ben and Callum have a run-in at the markets. Well, Callum's doing the running technically. The atmosphere is awkward and tentative as they speak to each other, because last night felt a bit like a reset and they're both having to navigate through that shift. And Ben's wall might be back up, but it's quite fragile, and the bravado isn't there. It's really quite sweet to watch them being kind to each other, Ben wanting to thank Callum for holding him up, and for listening to him, though he's too embarrassed to outright say it, and Callum downplaying it, realizing that Ben's probably embarrassed and wanting to make him feel better about it. They're getting on easier, even if it's a little stilted as it still feels new. However, although it's amicable, there's still a distance as they both try to dismiss what happened the night before. I love the moment where Ben cracks a joke about scrubbing Callum's back and instantly seems to regret it, as if he couldn't help making a flirty comment and then worried he'd step too far. It doesn't seem to register with Callum though, he just politely smiles at him and starts to walk on. Maybe he's satisfied that by making the comment, Ben is clearly feeling better than he did the night before when he was tugging at Callum's heartstrings. However, Callum makes the mistake of directly bringing up some of the things he'd heard Ben say, namely Paul and getting his tattoo removed. It's interesting how he was free to go on his way, but he turned back to Ben as if on impulse, wanting to make it better. Which is Callum all over, isn't it? Not to mention that it also highlights once again that he just can't stay away, they always gravitate towards each other. However, mentioning the specifics of the night before results in Ben lashing out to protect himself, telling Callum he didn't know Paul and can't speak for him. He also tries to hurt Callum by bringing up his fake relationship and not believing he could relate to losing someone he loves. He's like a spiky hedgehog, attacking in order to defend. But the thing is that Callum seems to get it even at this early stage, he doesn't rise to it like he did earlier in the week, and instead he just lets it lie, and walks away. It's like he understands the reasoning behind the outburst and it makes him reconsider how he reacts. And later, dressed for work and standing at the entrance to the funeral parlor, when he learns that Ben is drowning his sorrows in the Vic, and Jay confirming what he already suspected about Ben's big man act, he is immediately making excuses to Jay and rushing over there. When he gets there though, he comes face to face with Whitney unexpectedly, like he'd forgotten she existed. But there she is, as a reminder of what he has to lose. He suggests to her that they have a night in, possibly wanting to reaffirm his priorities with nothing, and no one, interfering. Still, as soon as he's able to, he shifts along the bar to Ben, who'd witnessed his exchange with Whitney and knew Callum was in there to find him. Ignoring another one of Ben's teases, Callum apologizes for earlier and acknowledges that it wasn't his place to speak about Paul. As we know though, Ben was only lashing out, and when Callum doesn't react to Ben's jibe about Callum's place with his girlfriend and a movie on the sofa, Ben cracks first, admitting it was a joke. He even goes on to apologize for the theatrics of earlier, acknowledging he was being a bit drag race diva. He's choosing to bring his walls back down around Callum, 
even bringing up Paul himself as he admits he's not good at letting people in, acknowledging that that's what's going on here. It's also an implication that he doesn't shut people out because he wants to, he just genuinely struggles with it. And with that, Callum learns yet another thing about Ben. To the extent that when Ben ribs him about coming to speak to him when Whitney isn't looking, Callum just looks mildly incredulous, shaking his head. Ben then heads for the bathroom, leaving his drink with Callum and jokingly warning him not to go spiking it, it seems as though the plan is for Ben to come back and Callum still there, and for them to hang out. Or maybe Callum would have panicked and left. We don't get to find out, because Callum clocks Stuart near the door, watching Ben and following him into the gents. It's the second time Stuart has seen Ben and Callum together and he deduces that Ben is the person that Callum wanted him to sort out. And rather than listen to Callum when he said he didn't want Stuart to do that anymore, Stuart decides to take matters into his own hands. Based on next to nothing. And so in the lose, Ben wins Stuart up with his aforementioned secret weapon, his sexuality. And it works to rile Stuart up who pins Ben against the wall, with considerably less sexual tension than when his brother did it. Callum anxiously waits for either of them to return as Stuart warns Ben to stay away from his brother. Ben continues to goad him, with quips about Stuart and Callum daring Stuart to follow through on his threats. The bravado is laid on thick, but it all changes when Callum appears, begging Stuart to put Ben down. When Stuart declares that he knows Ben is the one who's been on his case and reminds Callum that he wanted Stuart to sort him out, well, Ben's gutted. The facade of not caring slips as he surprised Callum had set Stuart onto him. And it's no coincidence that it comes just as Ben had started to thaw around Callum, and Callum around Ben. It felt like they were getting somewhere, but this revelation sets them back and Ben forgets to antagonize Stuart as his focus shifts to Callum. And Callum's face is apologetic but he says nothing, and lets Ben go. Callum and Stuart leave the toilets shortly after, and Callum's angry at Stuart, telling him he's never even spoken to him he and Rainey don't know him, with the implication being that he does. Stuart tells him he's only looking out for him, and points out all the things Callum has going for him, the flat, the job, the girl. That even if he wants nothing to do with him, to please listen to him and stay away from Ben. At that point, Whitney arrives, ready to leave having finished her shift, and she and Callum leave together. Ben watches as they do, and Callum sees him looking, almost straight away. On a whim, he decides to kiss Whitney there and then, knowing Ben is watching, as if to try and prove that there's nothing to see here, he should just leave Callum alone. And the look on Ben's face. It's a lot. It's clear he had already fallen a little without meaning to and seeing Callum with Whitney really does look like it breaks his heart, not from jealousy, but maybe more just pain at seeing Callum so firmly in that closet. But there's not only pain there, there's anger, and you can see it in the visible heavy breaths Ben takes. Because it feels like Callum's affirming Stewart's words to Ben in the loo, how he's a sick predator out to turn all the innocent straight boys. It makes Ben regret letting his guard down, and he probably resolves at that moment to make sure it goes back up again. So now we come to 6 June Part 2, originally due to air on the 7th, but brought forward due to football. We see Ben trying to claw back control after feeling like he lost on the day before, by imposing on Callum's space, stealing a chip, insisting that Callum come to E20 with the rest of them that night, and dismissing Callum's protests about him following Callum around and caring who or what he is. They're both trying to fool each other, because Ben's not the only one doing the seeking out, and he does care about Callum, he basically admitted it but is now trying to pretend he doesn't. To himself as well as Callum, I reckon. 
He threatens to out Callum as revenge for setting Stuart onto him, something we know he regrets later, and they seem really far apart in that moment, after building those little threads of connection in the previous few episodes. Later, Whitney and Callum spy Ben and Lexi at the swings, and while Callum panics and suggests they go somewhere else, Whitney mistakes it for Callum being annoyed at Ben getting so drunk at the flat warming. She encourages Callum to feel a bit of empathy for Ben, pointing out things Callum already knew or at least had an idea of, namely Phil and the grief Ben got when he came out. She's surprisingly blasé about the stolen van situation, points out that the two of them aren't that different in terms of their dads, and asks Callum to cut him some slack. They then approach Ben, and Whitney takes the lead in checking Ben is feeling better after the other night. Whitney points out that Ben looks really sweet with Lexi, and it's another side of Ben that Callum's getting to see, Dad. Ben. But Ben's back to the thinly veiled jibes, using certain wording to put Callum on edge, and he manages to override Callum's weak protests about going along to E20 because he knows Callum won't push back out of fear. It makes Ben feel in control of the situation, which is what he wants. But then later, during a discussion with Louise, she compares her pregnancy to Ben's sexuality in the context of Phil's disapproval, and she's disappointed that Ben seems to be on Phil's side, telling him she thought he might get what it's like for someone else after what he went through with Phil. That's Louise encouraging Ben to have empathy in a similar way to how Whitney encouraged Callum. It sets them both up for later on. At the start of the night at E20, Ben picks up on Callum's awkwardness around the dating app talk and calls him out. But Callum brushes it off by saying it's more about the lack of meaning behind the hookups, as when he sleeps with someone it's got to mean something. And you know what that is? Foreshadowing. One of their most important scenes happens not long after. Ben approaches Callum at the bar, uncharacteristically contrite as he sees Callum go to leave but putting a hand out to stop him. And he barely touches him, but Callum concedes and resumes his place at the bar as he listens to what Ben has to say. Ben acknowledges the enormity of what he said about outing Callum and that it was a mistake, as it's not something you mess around with. And like in Paul's bedroom, Callum doesn't correct Ben's words about outing him, or any of the other stuff he says where he draws a comparison between them and implores Callum to listen to his heart no matter what his head is telling him. He also acknowledges that Callum sees him, and gets him in the same way that Ben sees him. All their exchanges throughout the week led to that understanding, that they get each other. And Callum doesn't deny it, even if he skips over it with a little placation about how everyone's a bit messed up really, not just Ben. Loneliness is mentioned again as Ben tells Callum he knows what being in the closet feels like, and that even though no one can rush him to come out, lying to himself will only rip him apart. Callum asks Ben again, why is he so bothered about him? And instead of telling him he's not like he did earlier, in other words, lying to himself, he asks Callum why does he think? The reason is because they formed a bond, Ben feels drawn to Callum and feels an urge to help him. And he feels something for him. Whatever it is, it means something. And worth noting, of course, that this moment is so important for the characters themselves that they reference it in their wedding vows. Ben's words definitely struck a chord with Callum, and before long, Ben gets a text from across the room, that later transpires to have been from Callum. They meet at the park, presumably Callum's suggestion, but where they go from here, neither of them are sure. Callum admits that he thinks about picking up Rick and smashing Ben's head in, just anything to make the digs and wind up stop, because it's too close for comfort. Ben asks if that's why he's here in a park in the middle of the night, but now that he is, Callum isn't sure. I don't think he thought that far ahead, he just wanted Ben to feel scared, 
a minute away from losing everything just like how he feels. So Ben calls his bluff, if he was thinking about hitting him, why doesn't he just do it? If Ben disgusts him that much, only, that's not why Callum wants to shut him up, quite the opposite. In Goading Callum, Ben opens up about how he's grown up with violence, so why should this be any different? Bullies at school, his dad, prison, Paul's attackers. All because of who he is. I wonder if he's maybe acquiescing to Callum's claims about being nothing like Ben, even if he doesn't really believe it. It almost turns into begging, Ben demanding that Callum hit him. Encouraging violence on himself is a method of self-harm Ben has engaged in quite a number of times, and this feels like another one of those times. Maybe he wanted Callum to hit him so he had a reason to resent him, to stay away from him and make whatever feelings he started to develop go away. Callum surprises him though, not for the last time, after a long intense pause, Callum admits to Ben that despite everything he's got for himself, a flat, a girl, he still feels so lonely, and he's tired of it. And in saying that, Ben gets the enormity of it, he's admitting to Ben that they are the same. Ben said being in the closet was lonely in their previous scene, so this is Callum confirming to Ben that that's the situation he's in. And not only that, but he's tired of it too. Tired of fighting against who he is, even if he doesn't want to say the words. Seeing Callum's pain, Ben wants to take it away from him. And it starts with a little brush of his thumb against Callum's cheek, which startles Callum in its tenderness. The threads that have connected them all week pull them together physically in this moment, with a first kiss that takes away everything else except them and the moon. And talking about magical moments, this one really knocks it out of the park, pun intended, it's stunningly shot, with the moon illuminating their faces and the sound cutting out as their lips meet. They look at each other afterwards, almost searching for something in each other's faces, both maybe a bit surprised by the feelings. It must be particularly overwhelming for Callum, his first ever kiss with a man. It immediately leads into another kiss and another, and then it's just passion from both of them in equal amounts as Ben pushes closer and Callum fumbles with the buttons on Ben's shirt. What a moment! And the rest is history. I'm looking forward to the upcoming scenes of them acknowledging this anniversary, if not to see if we get any little Easter eggs about the events of that night. That scene really set Balam off on a strong footing, and you can tell that the work went in to make sure of it. The whole week of build-up was brilliant, the push and pull between them that led to that moment where both their walls happened to come down at the same time and resulted in a beautiful moment, and a beautiful pairing that continues giving us feels to this day. Here's to Balam in their ongoing journey.